Um, and over the last uh, two weeks, we've been going through the book of Ecclesiastes. We've dealt with Ecclesiastes chapter 1, and we've also dealt with Ecclesiastes chapter 2. And what we discovered through this is that uh, uh, the writer who wrote Ecclesiastes, Solomon, is a bit of a manic depressant. And he like, said all these words, and it could have been like real depressing. And, uh, and if you don't like life, then you probably wouldn't have liked life even more after, uh, after hearing some of those messages. But what we discovered, we discovered that, that life is all about looking over the sun instead of searching for things that are under the sun. We also discovered that to be happy in life, we can't chase all the pleasures of this life and all the different things, but we need to actually start to please God in order to be happy in this life. And what we discovered that it is through faith that we please God. Well, today we're going to get to chapter 3 of uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. But before we do that, I want to ask you a question. What is your favorite or favorite season? What is your favorite season? Is it winter? Who likes winter? One, two, three, not many. Okay, what about spring? Who likes spring? I think spring's my favorite. Like, that's it. Summer. You should like summer. Uh, I mean, I'm a, summer, put a hand up for like spring. But uh, summer, who likes summer? Uh, you like summer? And then fall, who likes fall? Wow. So all you people are happy right, because we got fall. Have you noticed about this time of year, though, people start to make this statement. Isn't it getting darker earlier? But have you noticed, it's actually actually been getting darker since June 21st. And uh, people just realize it's getting darker earlier because we're at that change of season. And when there's a change of season in our lives, we start to notice things a little bit more. Think about your kids. Your kids suddenly go through a growth spurt and you're like, wow, my child is really growing. Well, actually, your child has been growing since it came out of the womb. But... Because it's going through a growth spurt, or maybe it's changing its season, he's, or he or she is changing their season, then you notice it even more. Well, today I want to ask you another question, and this is what we're going to talk about today. What season of life are you in right now? What season of life are you in right now? And I'm not talking about fall or winter or spring, summer, but personally, in your own life, what season of life are you going it through right now? Every one of us goes through seasons. And the incredible thing about the human life is this, that each of us, even though that we're going through seasons, each of us are probably going through a very different season to the person sitting right next to you. Every one of us go through different seasons. And Solomon, who was probably the wisest man who ever lived, who wrote this book called Ecclesiastes, wrote some very poetic words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And before we look at it today, I want to just give you the underlining message behind everything that we're going to discuss today. And this is this. Solomon discovered that there is a time for everything. There is a season for everything. And everything um, has been crafted into the very plan and purpose of God. And so after the negativity of the first two chapters of Ecclesiastes, we're going to get to chapter number three. And suddenly this man Solomon kind of the light switches on in his mind. And he suddenly realizes that, uh, and he starts to understand that there is a creator. And this creator has not just created this world out of a a random act of just meaningless creation. In fact, this creator 
created this world and created you and me for a very purpose. And there is a purpose behind time and space. And there is a purpose with your life. And so let's look this morning at what Solomon discovered. If you have your Bibles, if you want to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And we're going to start reading at verse 1. It says there, it says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep um, and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Here Solomon is saying that there is a time in everyone's life for different things. There are different seasons in lives that come and go. And what I've discovered is that a season, even though when we think of a season, we think of the physical seasons of the calendar year. But a season actually can be defined as a period of time that is characterized by certain conditions. A period of time that is characterized by certain conditions. And I want you to evaluate your own personal life right at this moment. And ask yourself, what kind of season are you going through? Look at the things that are going on in your life. All the different things that happen from from, uh, Monday to Friday and then Saturday and Sunday. What kind of season are you in in your life right now? These are some of the seasons, just uh, paraphrase what, what Solomon discussed here in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He says, basically, there are seasons of abundance. There's also seasons of recession. There's seasons of sadness, but yet there's also seasons of happiness. There's seasons of contentment, but there's also seasons of discontent. There's seasons where you are confident and you are bold, but there's also seasons of insecurity. And each of us are going through a season in our lives right now. And each of our seasons has its own unique challenges and and its own unique opportunities. And maybe you're going through a season right now of abundance and joy and life could not be better. Well, did you know there are still challenges in that season to face? But then on the other side, you may be going through a season of pain and frustration, and it is a dark season in your life. Did you know that there, is still, um, there are still opportunities, unique opportunities within that season of your life? So often the busyness of life kicks in, and we forget to look around and see the beauty of the season that we are going through in our lives. Sometimes all we can think about is just getting through this season in my life. Because nothing can get worse than this season right now. And all you can think is about about tomorrow and what tomorrow may bring and hoping that tomorrow may come and a better season may come. But then some of you, you may be going through such a good season in your life, your life is spent just holding on to that season because you don't want it to end. But yet there's something 
about a season that we, we, uh, we need to understand. And that is seasons come and seasons go. Do you know there's beauty in every season? There's also challenges in every season. My favorite season of the year is summer. I love summer. But for those of you who come and help us on a Sunday morning through some of those summer months, and we came and we carted all this equipment in and out, you knew that that was not pleasant at all. I mean, we all had to go and refresh, you know, before like, we started service because it was so hot and sweaty. But yet summer for me is just I, I wonderful. But yet I can't stand winter. If I could just go spring, summer, fall, spring, I would be happy. But there's something beautiful about winter. When that snow falls, not when it falls like three foot, but when it falls just, you know, a few inches, and you look out, there is something beautiful about winter. And in every season of, uh, 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 that there is, in every season of your life, there is a, something that is beautiful, and there is something that is challenging. There are opportunities, and there are heartaches. And this is what, so these are some of the facts that we discover about seasons. Firstly, every season has a beginning, but it also has an end. Seasons do not last forever. That's why they're called seasons. They have a beginning and they have an end. And that means your current season that you're in will not last forever. It will not last forever. Did you know that life changes? Everyone changes and life changes. And today you are closer to the season in your life ending than you were yesterday. Did you know you can't just skip past the season and get to the next? Like I said, I would love just to get rid of winter and just skip winter. But you can't. The thing about life is that we go through seasons of life and we can't just close our eyes and hope it goes away. We have to go through those seasons in our lives. And then also, did you know that your last season that you you went through previously prepared you for the season that you're going through now? And then this season that you're going through in your life is preparing you for the next season in your life. Just as winter is needed for spring to come. And spring is needed for summer to come. And then summer is needed for fall to come. And then fall is needed for winter to come. In your lives, in your own personal lives, there are seasons. And those seasons are needed. And they help produce the next season in your life. And so whatever you're going through in your life today, remember that it is just for a limited period of time. Life will change. And in the future, there may be better days ahead. But also, there may be worse days ahead in your future. There are good and bad days ahead because your season will end. But no matter what you're going through in your season, you must remember to look at the beauty of the season that's happening. What is happening in your life? And in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul, he wrote to a church in a place called Galatia. And he said, He said this, he said, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At the right time, you will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And you may be going through a season in your life right now that is a hard season. You may be feeling that it is not a harvest time in your life. You may be feeling that it's a struggle. It's hard, it's hard. It may be like a winter time in your life. Well, the Apostle Paul there tells the Galatians, he says, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up doing good. Don't get tired. Because there's going to be a day when you're going to reap a harvest. 
And for those of you who are going through good things in your life at the moment, and it is harvest time, don't just settle for, 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 for what, what, what's around you. Because there may be days that are coming that are going to be hard days ahead. Gather that harvest. Store that harvest. Remember that abundance. Find the blessings in all that is going on. So Solomon said there's a season for every time under heaven. And every one of us is going through seasons in our lives. But he also carries on to say in uh, Ecclesiastes chapter chapter 3 verse 9 to 13. He also says that God created these seasons and this time for a reason. Let's take a look. It says there in verse 9, it says, What do people really get for all their hard work? I've seen the burden God has placed on us all. Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So I concluded that there is nothing better than to be happy and enjoy ourselves for as long as we can. And people should eat and drink and enjoy the fruits of their labor. For these are gifts from God. I don't know if you've noticed, but we have something called the sun. That kind of brings light to the earth and warmth to the earth. I don't know if you've noticed that big orange thing up in the sky. But that sun rises every day. No matter what's going on in the world. We can have wars, we can have recession, we can have the ravens beating the Steelers, woohoo. But that sun will rise, and then at the end of that day, that sun will set. There's nothing that you can do about that. There's nothing that you can change. The sun will rise, and the sun will set. And Solomon was looking at this, and he just was getting so confused. And previously in chapters 1 and 2, what we discovered was that Solomon was looking at his life and he thought that his mere existence here on earth was totally meaningless. He realized that he just couldn't do anything to change the course of this world. He couldn't see past his existence um, here on this earth. He couldn't see past the life that he was living here on this earth. But there's something I want to tell you this morning. And I believe it's a fact. And this is it. That each and every one of you is an eternal being. Each and every one of you is an eternal being. There's going to be a day when this skin and your brain and your muscles and your blood is is going to stop working. It's going to be a day where this physical body that you possess is going to die and wither away. But there is something else within us that is eternal. It's not our hands and our feet and our, and our eyes and our nose. But there is something that we call a soul that lives within us. That is who we really are. And that is something that lives for eternity. And when you die This physical body dies. That soul does not die. That soul will carry on and live. You have 80 or so years, if you are lucky, to get ready for a lifetime of eternity. 80 or so years, you have breath, which is really just a pre-show for a life in eternity. 
And I think probably be one of the greatest injustices in this world. And this is a question I think I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven. Why did you only give us 80 or so years to get ready for eternity? I mean, think in the whole spectrum of this universe, how many millions of years that this world has, has, has been formed. Whether the creationists are right and it's, and it's uh, 10,000 years or so, or if the evolutionists are right and it's, uh, it's uh, uh, how many billion year, uh, of years old. Think of the whole spectrum of this universe. 80 years. It's all we have to get ready for eternity. It's not very long at all. And while Solomon once said that life was just like chasing the wind, meaningless. And he saw that, that's how he saw his own life, as meaningless, just like chasing the wind. No point to it at all. God sees your life as a time to get ready. A time to get ready. In fact, I believe that God is working in your life and his time and in his plan and in his purposes. You see, we work our lives out in time and space. We work our lives out in days, months, and years, 24-hour days. But yet God is not on the same time as what we are. God is on an eternal time. He is on a different timetable than what we are. And so often, especially here, you know, in the United States and in the Western world, we want everything instantly. We want instant food. We want instant movies. And how many of you are like bummed that night? Netflix like raised their prices and stuff. I'm like, that really bummed me out. But instant movies. We want instant blessings. We want things to be fixed instantly. We hate to wait. And the problem is, as, and even though how much our culture changes and how, how much everything becomes instant, time will never become instant. Time will never change. We only have 24 hours in a day to do what needs to be done. And have you noticed, we want everything instantly. But if you ever try instant stuff, it's like nasty. I mean, instant popcorn, are you serious? Like, instant microwave meals. I'm like, if you are eating instant microwave meals, then please come over to my house and my wife will cook you a dinner because that's just nasty. I remember at Christmas and New Year's, we, we decided that we wanted to do like splash out and, and uh, get some, uh, uh, some real nice food. And so we, we went to Wegmans up in Hunt Valley, and Wegmans opened today, so woohoo, I'm like really excited. Um, and, uh, and we got this huge lamb, and I love lamb, and I lived in Wales for uh, like four years of my life, and in Wales, there are four sheep to every people, so we eat lots of lamb. And uh, so we were cooking this lamb, and she, I don't know what she was doing, but it took like about six hours, and it felt like 24 hours. And I was just like by the, by the oven just watching this lamb cook. And I was just getting so hungry. My mouth was just getting really juicy. And all I wanted to do was eat this lamb. And I wanted to just pull it out out, out of the oven and eat it instantly. But yet after the, what, six hours or so of just waiting, suddenly I put my fork and my knife into that lamb. And I cut it and ate it. And it was so 
nice. It was just like the best lamb I had ever tasted in my life. And that's life. Life can be like that. We can want things instantly, but things that are instant are just like nasty. But when we wait for things, isn't it better? It's so much better. And this is what Solomon's saying here. He's saying that life is not just confined to these 24 hours each day. Life has an eternal meaning to it. Solomon then goes on to tell us here in in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. He says, enjoy the good things of this life. God has given you the good things in this life for you to enjoy. Look out at the blessings God has given you today. Don't focus on your troubles. Focus on your blessings that God has given you. If God has blessed you with a family, then don't ignore them. Enjoy your family. If God has blessed you with friends, spend time with your friends. Enjoy them. If God has blessed you with a home, then enjoy that home. I like good food. So after church today, I'm thinking I'm going to go to Wegmans and get some good food. I'm just getting hungry now. And enjoy good food. This Sunday afternoon, I'm going to go home. I'll put the football on. And after about the third quarter, when the Ravens are already winning, and you know we know it's a done deal, I'm going to lay my head down on my couch, and I'm going to take a Sunday afternoon nap. Because what are Sunday afternoons for? Nap time, right? Because they're the good things in life. Sunday afternoon naps are the good things in life. But enjoy your food. Enjoy your home. Enjoy your spouse. Don't just like one person goes to one end of the house and the other. Enjoy time together. Enjoy your friends. Go to the movies. Read a good book. Enjoy life. And don't feel guilty about it. Because these are the blessings that God has given you. God has blessed us with good things in this life. Let's not look at our troubles, but look at the blessings and enjoy the good things that God has given us. Solomon kind of enjoyed it a little too much. So I wouldn't go like the, uh, I mean, he had like 700 wives, 300 concubines. Guys, no. I'm just saying. But he says, there's a time for everything and enjoy what God is doing in that time. But also, Solomon goes on, and he says, while we should enjoy the good things of this life, let us not forget that God has a plan. And he has a plan for your life. Did you know that you matter for God? And for this very reason, because you matter to God, God is working a plan out in your life. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 14, he said, And I know that whatever God does is final. Nothing can be added to it or taken from it. God's purpose is that people should fear him. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. God's got a plan for your life. And there's nothing that you can do to mess that plan up. Your actions or the things that you do will not mess that plan up. Yeah, maybe your actions may delay that plan. And because of your actions, you may stay in a season of your life that you don't want to stay in. But ultimately, God has a plan for your life. And the best piece of advice I can give to you today is this. Embrace the plan that God has for you. 
Submit to the plan that God has for you. Surrender to the plan that God has for you. You may ask today, well, what is that plan that God has for me? What is the purpose that God has for me? Well, we've just read it. Ecclesiastes 3.14, it says this. God's purpose is that people should fear him. That's it. That's the plan. God's purpose is that people should fear him. You may ask, well, what does it mean to fear God? It doesn't mean to be scared and to hide and hide behind the couch and peep up, see if he's still there. What it really means, I believe, is this. It is a fear and a trembling of the consequences that will happen to your life if you do not live a life following God. I believe it's a life that is lived out of reverence, respect, and honor to him. Honoring God for who he is and knowing that your life with God and a life obeying God's commandments is far better than a life without God and a life disobeying God's commandments. I think that's what fear of God is. Many people have got lots of def- definitions. There's not, you can't just go to Webster's Dictionary and find fear of God and what it is. But I honestly believe it's all about living a life devoted to living for God. Last week we talked about living for yourself or living for God. Pursuing things for yourself, trying to please yourself, or trying to please God. And I believe fearing God is a life where you try to please God. Live your life trying to do things that God has told you to do. Actually, Solomon himself in Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Then in Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 12, it says, What does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only, nothing else, only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and all your soul. And then in Psalm 19 verse 9, It says, reverence for the Lord, or another version, fear for the Lord, is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. And I believe when you live a life and you fear God, and fearing God is living a life according to God's commandments, according to God's ways. When you start to do that, you realize that God's ways are true and they are fair. And there's no injustice in God. Fear God, because that is God's plan for your life. And I ask you today, are you fearing God? Are you fearing by showing respect and reverence and honor to God with your life? Are you fearing God by fearing the consequences that will happen in your life? you do not live a life 
devoted to God. Do you fear God today? His plan for your life is so simple. And like we said last week, we discovered that happiness comes out of pleasing God. And faith pleases God. And this week we see that the plan and the purpose God has for your life is so simple. Just fear God. Live for God. Love God. And live according to his instructions and his ways. You know, Solomon didn't write these words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So some crazy hippie band called the birds can write a real bad song about it. If you remember that, then you're showing your age. Sorry. (laughs) It was a bad song, though, I must admit. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, that's fine. Go Google birds. Time, time, time. Turn, turn, turn. That's it. Yeah, sorry. You got me. Just showed yourself up there, Bill. (laughs) But he didn't write these words so you could just write a song about them. In fact, Solomon wrote these words so that we could understand the things that are going on in our lives. It was written for us to understand that there are seasons in our lives, and these seasons aren't just random things that happen. But in fact, God is using these seasons to mold us. He's using these seasons to shape us, to get us ready for what eternity holds. And for those who fear God, they will find themselves on the blessed side of eternity. And I believe those who truly fear God will find themselves one day in eternity with God in heaven, living a life that is blessed and close to God. But I also believe those who do not fear God will find themselves on what I call the cursed side of eternity. And the Bible is very clear about what happens to those who live on the cursed side of eternity. I believe that there is something that we call a hell. And it's not just watching the Steelers go to the Super Bowl. Not that kind of hell. It's a hell where there will be a lifetime of what the Bible calls a fear of gnashing of teeth. People will cry out to God to save them. And God will not save them because they did not fear him in the 80 years or so that they have here on earth. And so I tell you today, a lifetime with God is so much better than a lifetime without God. Therefore, fear God. Submit to his will. And those seasons that you're going through in your lives, Let God do what God needs to do in your life through those seasons. Maybe you're going through a season of financial hardship. What is God trying to do through that? God is molding you and shaping you for greater things, but he needs to work in that season of financial hardship. Maybe you're going through a season of marriage hardship. You're going through a season where your marriage is not like it once was. Let God use that season to mold you and to shape you and shape your marriage into something beautiful. Maybe you're going through a period in your life where where your kids are just out of control and you like tear your hair out and you want to just kick them all out the house and never see them again. Or maybe God is trying to mold you and shape you into something greater so that you can raise those kids that are God-fearing and they love God and they will do great things. Maybe you're going through a season at work where it's just testing you and it is killing you. And every day you get up and you're like, I want to quit, quit, quit. 
Well, maybe God is molding you and shaping you and using that to make something incredible out of your life. I don't know what God is doing, but all I know is this, is that God is using those seasons in your life to prepare you for the next season. And so today, with that in mind, I want to leave you with this today. Some more words by the Apostle Paul. This time he wrote to a church in a place called Ephesus. And I believe this is really how we should embrace each season of our lives. Listen to these words. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And that's to fear Him. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. Even if you've got a bad voice, you can do that. And then making music to the Lord in your hearts. Let your heart be one that makes music unto God. And then give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, as we celebrate our one year anniversary here at Generation Church, I'm so thankful for what God has done. I'm going to be very honest with you. There were some days back in October, November last year where... I did not feel thankful. There were some hard days. There were some days where I just didn't know if we could cut it as a church. I didn't know if I could cut it as a pastor. And there were some days where I would just look out and think, God, this thing's just going to fail. But God started to do something in my life towards Christmas time last year. And I started to see the beauty in the hardships. I started to see the beauty in the pain and the frustration that I had gone through or I was going through. And suddenly my whole perspective started to change. And I decided I was not going to look at the troubles, but I was going to look at the blessings that God had given. And my whole demeanor just changed. My whole attitude changed. My whole outlook changed. And suddenly God was able to start to do stuff in my life and ultimately in the church because I started to look to God and His blessings instead of looking at myself and my troubles. And I realized it was a season that I was going through and God was working in that. And we came out of that season and then we went into a a wonderful season. And I believe that we're going into another incredible season where God is going to bless us as a church. And we're going to be able to reach out to our community in ways that we could not imagine. But you have to go through those tough seasons to enjoy the good seasons. And so no matter what you're going through in life today, This one thing you must do. Be thankful for everything in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. His name is Jesus Christ, and he has given you life, and he has given you an opportunity to find hope in this life. Enjoy it. Let's pray.